Welcome, I am Leanne Krawchuk. And I'm Robin Long. And together, we are your hosts for the Get the Dirt in Mining, a podcast series brought to you by the Denton's Mining Group. This podcast series covers various topics in the mining sector and aims to provide you with small segments that you can listen to on the go. You can find our episodes at www.dentons.com on our podcast page. There, you can access our episodes as well as an episode description for each topic and information on our speakers. And now, over to our podcast topic and speakers. In today's episode, I'm here with Joseph Jalassi, who will be discussing the effect of ESG on Zambian mining markets. Joseph is the head of the tax, mining, corporate, banking and finance departments in Denton's office in Lusaka. He has several years of experience in public litigation and has held various public office positions. Joseph also has expertise ranging from corporate and finance matters to environmental law. He is a founding partner of Denton's Eric Sawamba, Jalasi and Lenyama. Joseph has also served as legal advisor to former president Rupia Wazani Banda. Welcome, Joseph. So um, I think I'll start with uh, a bit of background for the audience out there that would like to know exactly where, 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 where Zambia uh, is. And it's right in the middle to the border of Democratic Republic of, uh, of Congo, which is a big mining uh, uh, country. Uh, it's got most of the uh, um, copper reserves, uh, cobalt, uh, and other important minerals that are going into uh, batteries. To the east is also Angola, which is also mineral rich, uh, rich, and also Tanzania to the west, and Zimbabwe, of course, to the south. Further south, then we've got South Africa. So I think that um, it's important to also point out that uh, Zamb- mining is Zambia's major industry, um, and it's got uh, various uh, uh, minerals that it produces, which, um, major, which is copper. Uh, copper. And this cobalt, uh, manganese, uh, recently uh, gold discovery, and uh, zinc and lead. Now, mining has been going on in Zambia, modern mining, for about 100, 100 years. And I think it's quite important from the not only Zambian perspective, but the African perspective to bring this to mind that most of this mining has got a lot of legacy issues. So when you talk about uh, ESG, um, one uh, cannot run away from the fact that Zambia has got a lot of, uh, and most other uh, African countries, have got a lot of old underground mines. And these, of course, present issues in terms of, uh, these were mines which were not regulated in the stringent uh, uh, regulatory regime that we currently have, uh, but now, of course, will be expected to comply. So these are major issues in terms in which in terms of the feasibility of ESG and in terms of the perhaps the modifications in whatever form would have to be taken, but the history is quite important. I'd also just mention just a bit on the industry, on the intro, that one has to look at um, over the years, um, the rise of China and, uh, and Indian uh, investment uh, on the impact of this, because the, previously we had a lot of Western driven investment now we've got uh, the Chinese and Indian investment. And these um, present uh, a lot of different perspective in terms of uh, ESG compliant, in terms of um, 
do these other jurisdiction and where these uh, mining companies are coming from? Um, are they going to evolve uh, as other jurisdictions uh, would require? Because these would then determine in terms of what the impact uh, would be. So those are the two major points I thought we would, uh, would start with. Uh, major reason is that being a major industry, um, the mines uh, have been um, a source of concern in terms of pollution. Um, most of the uh, major issues that surround um, being a major industry uh, circle around uh, how these companies uh, discharge their, their hazardous waste. Now, the immediate impact uh, of SG, ESG from a Zambian perspective really has begun with, um, I, I know Jennifer did actually mention um, the issues of the Canadian jurisdiction um, uh, taking up uh, a jurisdiction for matters which are done extrajudicially. So meaning the corporate citizens of Canada are now being made to account in the Canadian courts. So Zambia um, play, uh, was uh, uh, one of the cases that uh, countries that involved the, the now famous case of Lungoe versus Vidanta uh, resources, which is a decision of the Supreme Court. Um, the Supreme Court, of course, raised the issue of uh, jurisdiction of the UK, the UK courts having jurisdiction over a UK uh, parent company for acts of tort done extra, extraterritorial. So in this case, we had a uh, Vedanta headquartered and uh, in the UK, but having a subsidiary court case here. The case involved the discharge of uh, um, uh, waste arising from the mineral processing, uh, which polluted um, some uh, villagers uh, in, a, in a Zambian community. So the matter came up on a jurisdictional challenge. And um, this went on from the high court, the UK high court to the uh, to the English High Court. Of course, it's been stated that now that any UK parent company will be held responsible uh, for any environmental violations. And this uh, decision has been recently followed by, again by the UK Supreme Court by uh, the Nigeria, the case involving Nigeria of Okabi versus Shell, which everybody um, uh, is very much familiar with. So the difficulty that um, um, this now presents or the, 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 the issue of compliance that it now presents on um, uh, my uh, UK-based UK uh, companies coming to invest is that uh, although they would, be, they would have ordinarily inherited uh, uh, old, mines with old mines with legacy issues, um, they would have to be very mindful of the position of the courts from where they've come from. So this now presents uh, the issue that the stringent requirements that may not necessarily be present uh, and will take time um, for those uh, ESG requirements to come down to Africa. You sort of have a, a leapfrog uh, where it's been done out in the, in, the, in, the, in the Western country. So whereas normally you would expect that these standards would cascade slowly into the African companies, but mining companies now would have to think about not the laws of where the subsidiaries are operating, but the laws from where they've chosen to have, uh, uh, have residence. And um, this um, has now extended to um, more recently, uh, where we now have uh, um, 
mining companies now even being sued at in South Africa. This is an Anglo, Anglo America, for instance, was running an operation in a town called Kabwe here. The action has not been taken out in Zambia for environmental, for a zinc operation that was happening in the mid 70s. So that um, case has now been moved. It's a test case. It's being taken out by uh, a UK firm and it's been taken out in, in Johannesburg, not in Zambia. So that shows uh, a rise in terms of the impact of this litigation and how it will now push uh, ESG compliance with respect to mining houses uh, uh, in Zambia. So locally, of course, uh, there is also now a push arising from these decisions from the UK, from Canada, in terms of having a sensitivity. So for instance, there is a case uh, referred to Sakala Miti, which is a Glencore, referred to a, they sued a Glencore registered mine with regards to emission uh, in gases, and the courts uh, um, castigated the regulator, Zambia Environmental Management Agency for being linear. So it is expected that the rise of ESG is going to heavily impact. And I think the mining companies, the earlier that they um, start getting their ESG compliance um, will be the better for them. So the questions uh, that driving this environmental litigation. So the issue of ESG and how um, uh, companies are being looked at, at whether they are responsible corporates has now led uh, to fertile ground um, for uh, litigation funders. Um, I think most of the uh, litigation uh, that is class actions have got a large element uh, of, this, uh, of this point. I mean, I'm not saying all of them, but uh, a few of them. So what has happened is that uh, uh, because everybody knows that ESG is a big issue and mining companies will shudder at the mention of them not being uh, compliant with the environment and other things. You now have uh, uh, funding uh, outfits who are now looking for these claims. So they are scrolling all over uh, Africa, in my view, and looking for uh, claims which they could uh, um, uh, um, uh, uh, really rely on and ride on and take out in other jurisdictions. And what drives it, especially for um, countries like Zambia, is that litigation funding in Zambia, and I think in a, quite a number of other African countries, is illegal, and so too is success-based funding. So what then happens is that if you've got uh, pollution affecting poor areas, those communities ordinarily would have to look for a lawyer to fund this litigation. But now they don't have to do that because uh, the litigation doesn't take place within the jurisdiction of Zambia. It takes place elsewhere in the UK where that kind of funding is, um, is permitted. And uh, it allows them to access to large compensation claims, which the local courts, although there is an element of, uh, of, of judicial activism, which is now bringing in uh, an increase in the quantums, uh, you then uh, have a flurry of this litigation. So it's, it's not surprising that after the Vedata litigation, we now have the Anglo litigation also being litigated, as I earlier said, from, uh, from Johannesburg. So of course, the, de the decision as well of Lungoe versus Vedanta, and I think we have the recent uh, case, uh, Dutch have given impetus. So these are all issues that are driving and might drive uh, 
hugely impact um, compliance on the mining companies. And of course, as I said, awareness of ESG. Um, of course, uh, when one looks at most of these mines, of course, you do have the new mines, um, which are not underground, but are open cast, uh, and their standards uh, are much higher. They are newer mines, but it presents a big problem for uh, investment into, uh, into the, um, the old mines. But these um, are major issues um, that are impacting as a result of the rise of uh, ESG. So we can move to the next slide, please. Now we move on to the social and governance issues uh, in Zambia. There is uh, an issue that the um, investment influence from China and India will certainly impact um, ESG um, in Zambia and Africa as a whole. The rise of Chinese investment uh, and Indian investment um, raises the question as to uh, whether um, China and India uh, will also attach the same uh, level of uh, um, um, stringency that the Western countries like Canada, the US, Europe, and UK will be placing on their, on their uh, subsidiaries operating in, in Africa. I think it is um, said that um, investments generally from China and India do tend to have a much more relaxed uh, um, uh, uh, compliance level with respect to uh, labor practices, uh, environmental practices, and governance uh, practices. Um, so this uh, will definitely have an impact on ESG uh, with regard to the home of these uh, uh, subsidiaries mining in, uh, in, in Africa. Um, the financing of these uh, um, mining houses in Africa also will have a large influence on ESG. Um, those mining companies getting their financing from the Western company, uh, uh, countries will expect much more stringent and much more, of course, uh, compliance with ESG. Um, it is then the question to be asked is if you have Chinese investment, which is primarily from um, Chinese state-run and owned enterprises uh, who are financed by um, uh, equally uh, state-owned uh, banks, whether these will also apply the same uh, strict uh, um, tests of green financing. So this definitely will set a uh, draw a line um, from where we see here in terms of uh, uh, the, the, where one gets one's financing, whether it's from the West or whether it's from, from the East. Uh, environmental litigation, as I have said, uh, is having a huge uh, impact for entities out of UK, Europe, as Jennifer now said, also Canada. Um, this also, I think the choice of headquarters, which is a point where, uh, which relates to uh, where these uh, uh, mining houses are coming out to who have a very, very big impact on ESG for reasons I've already given. And I think in a much, much more broader way, we've seen the implementation of uh, uh, BEPS uh, in most African countries and around the world, uh, issues of transfer pricing and um, having socially uh, acceptable and moral um, tax planning. Uh, is, is becoming a major issue. Uh, NGOs are regularly um, looking out at multinationals and in the way that they are operating and whether they are engaged uh, in um, uh, tax uh, planning that uh, is uh, eroding 
the, the revenues of uh, countries uh, in, in Africa, such as Zambia. An example of this kind of pressure will be that recently Zambia uh, did delete, uh, did terminate um, its ta double tax treaty with Mauritius purely because it believed that the number of multinationals would rather be headquartered purely to get uh, to pay the barest minimum. And these are the, 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 the issues uh, that touch uh, on ESG. Uh, that we feel will, will have uh, a major impact on ESG in Zambia and uh, Africa as a whole. Um, tougher employment uh, and occupational health legislation. Uh, here in Zambia, there has been a move to strengthen the employment law, give the inspectors much more power to make the, 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 the mining entities have much better mining practices. Like I said, certain influences, uh, investments from the East have generally been seen that those entities have not implemented uh, um, uh, um, measures which uh, allow the, 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 those businesses to be to carry on profits uh, with uh, uh, ac internationally accepted uh, employment practices. Uh, Anti-corruption uh, and uh, anti-money laundering is also having a major, major impact. So uh, these are the effects of uh, the social governance issues that we, affect, we expect um, to impact on, on ESG, I think on Zambia, and I think in a broad sense, uh, uh, speaking across uh, Africa. Thank you, Joseph. Much appreciated. Denton's is a global law firm that provides services to clients worldwide through its member firms and affiliates. This episode isn't designed to provide legal or other advice and you shouldn't take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Our speakers on this podcast or any other professionals in our group will be pleased to speak with you on today's topic or any other related topics. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for other episodes.